First of all, I would like to say that it's her second visit since the massacre on October 7th. Uh, what she said in the conference press, she said a few important things. First thing she said that she came to express France solidarity towards Israel and the Israel, Israeli population. Same message that she, she said when she was here last time. Mm. She said that France is, uh, France says that Israel has the right to defend herself. She, uh, said that she will talk about the war in Gaza. She will talk about Lebanon. She came from Lebanon. She was there yesterday, and I'll come back to this topic in a few seconds. Yes, of course. And then the very important thing that she said, she said clearly, and I'm, I'm quoting her, she said that France um, believes all the Israeli women and all the testimonies regarding sexual abuse, um, um, rape, mutilation, and so on, that the Hamas terrorists did to the Israeli women most most of it to the Israeli women, but not only during the massacre. Uh, she said a very important phrase. She said that she doesn't understand the energy that people are putting into into denying it or to saying it didn't exist. Hmm. She said that um, later on, and now actually she's there, she went to Shura. Shura is the be- military base where all the victims' bodies came. And uh, there she gave also a speech, a, a short speech, and she said uh, again that she believes the Israeli woman, and she said it's very important to talk about this topic and issue. And um, and she said that normally in conflicts, women are the ones that are um, suffering. And she clearly said it's barbarian. She mm-hmm. used the word barbarian. She said it's it's war crime. And and this is very important. I'm 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 saying it because we've seen in the two months since the massacre where all this testimony came out, we never heard anything from United Nations for Women, right. from feminists, from, from organizations and so on. And in France, actually, they started, there is lots of uh, articles and they talk about it. And I think that Minister Colonna, as a foreign minister of France and as a woman saying all those things, it's very, very important. And she's saying, she said a few times she believes this story, she believes the Israeli woman, and this is a very important uh, issue for my from my point of view. Uh, you know, let's stay on this for a moment. I mean, having this on the agenda in the media, even after it's been two months since the massacre and news agendas always, you know, change, why is this so important? Because uh, we have seen campaigns around the world uh, first of all, we didn't see campaign. We didn't hear anything from United Nations women, Silence. from organiza- gender yes. organizations, uh, from feminists. Nothing regarding it. They, they even when we brought them the proof, they they heard the testimonies. They they saw the proof. They tried to deny it or to ignore it or mm-hmm. not to listen to it. And if I'm comparing it to other conflicts like the Yazid fem- uh, woman who suffered and so on, all the world was on it. So the point was that. My question is, is it because this uh, kind of uh, rape and sexual violence towards Israel women, because they're Israelis or Jewish, is this the reason that nobody's caring or nobody's saying anything? I'm putting a question mark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and this, is the, this is the reason why I think it's very important, because it took, it took weeks. Um, there is a special commission from Forum Dora, where I'm taking, um, which I'm a member of it, that they are collecting, they started to collect all the testimonies and all the proof of, of this kind of violence. And there are some uh, testimonies that this kind of violence continuing uh, under hostages, women in Hamas, uh, in, the, in the hands of Hamas terrorists in Gaza right now. 
and maybe they say this is the reason they don't want to release the young woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's an issue. It's a very, it's an important issue because as Kalona herself said today, she said that she doesn't understand the people, those people who are putting so much energy into denying it. Exactly. I mean, it's amazing. So I think it's very important from a foreign minister of France coming and saying it. And a few weeks ago, we saw articles regarding it in Marie Claire, in Liberation. There were courageous uh, journalists, French journalists who were talking about it. But for a long time, it was denied. Exactly. And it's still denied by certain, by, by certain people. So the French foreign minister also called for a ceasefire, another humanitarian ceasefire, and it's a bit against what Israel's position is right now. Actually, what she said, that she came to discuss the war in Gaza, and she said that she will hope for another stop of the military actions, which will lead to a ceasefire. And she also said something very important. She said that later on, when she will go to Ramallah today and meet the Palestinian Authority, she will tell them that it's okay that France is solidarity, uh, express her solidarity with the Jewish people and with the Palestinian people, and it's not contradicted because both mm-hmm. sides are suffering. And I think this is very important. Now, um, she also spoke about the hostages. I have to say another important thing that she said today. Yes. France, after Israel, is the country who suffered most from the massacre of October 7 because there are 41 uh, Israeli French nationalities that were killed during the massacre. Hmm. There were um, four of the hostages which were released uh, with the groups that were released were of double nationality, French and Israeli. One of them is uh, the body of one of them was brought back on Friday, Ilya Toledano. And there are still other three French Israelis which are in Gaza. And she said that France will do everything to bring them back, them and all the hostages. And she also said that she will meet today with uh, the families that their uh, loved ones were victims and were assassinated. She's using the word assassinated, were assassinated uh, by the terrorists on the uh, massacre of October 7. She talked also about the 1,200 Israelis which were assassinated. And I'm, I'm saying it because some people say, you know, Saying the word assassinated, which really is the appropriate word, you don't hear it from many leaders or ministers or so on. It's, it's very difficult for them to say, or journalists, they, it, they say they were like died or something like that. They didn't die in their bed. They were assassinated. She's obviously so, making efforts to, to, you know, show favor with her host here in Israel. But I want to ask you, she's coming yeah. from Lebanon, and I yes. want to talk a little bit about Lebanon and the Fr- France's role there. What is, uh, what, what is she able to do here in this uh, attempt to try to work something out? Actually, she said that she went to Lebanon in order to ease the the crisis and trying to avoid a war between uh, Israel and Hezbollah, which in her, uh, in France's views, will embrace a war in all the region. Now, I have to open brackets and explain where Lebanon is right now. Lebanon is on the on the eve of a, a, a bankrupt. Uh, the situation of Lebanon is very very bad economically. They don't have a president for almost a year. The Lebanon army is very weak because because France tried to give them uh, um, special cars in order to go to the border and to try to push Hezbollah from there, but they don't. They, the, the army doesn't have really lots of power. <laughs> the only thing that happened today, actually, that the the their um, leader of the army was was going to finish his term, and it was a complicated. It was very complicated and important issue, but they 
said that he will stay for a longer term. Yes. Now, we have to understand also that um, Kolona met with the, with the Prime Minister, Lebanon Prime Minister and leaders there, but Hezbollah is not getting orders from the Lebanon government, not from Beirut. Hezbollah is getting orders from Tehran. And we have to not to forget that Hezbollah is a proxy of Iran. So, who... No, I well, don't believe in... Uh, you know, still, she she does have to go to the formalities and meet with the the officials there and deliver messages. And I'm sure the messages are being delivered to Hezbollah as well. I agree. And also, we saw, actually, before she came, on the last weeks, we have seen lots of coming and back and forth from Lebanon. We had uh, Emier, which is the head of the... Um, same like our Mossad in France, mm-hmm. and he was the ambassador there, but now he's the head of the Mossad, French Mossad, and according to Arab um, say, he met with Hezbollah as well. Before him was the Jean-Yves Le Drian, which is the special envoy of President Macron to Lebanon, and it's very important because there is a special envoy of President Macron to Lebanon. And the third uh, visit was of the uh, general director of the Quai foreign French foreign minister for um, foreign affairs. And now she came. And also there was a delegation uh, in Israel uh, with leaders from the French foreign ministry and uh, the defense ministry, which came here about 10 days ago, two weeks ago, to discuss all this topic. And Last Wednesday, uh, Benny Gantz had a telephone conversation with Colonna where he asked her to help, that France will help uh, with Hezbollah in order to avoid a, a war there because he told her that if um, Resolution 1701 won't be applicable and Hezbollah won't move from the border and for the last 17 days they don't stop to, prov- to make provocation towards Israel, Israel will have no choice then to get to go into war with them. I w- now, I want, yeah. Well, I want to ask you here. I mean, yeah. all these various uh, officials from France are coming to Lebanon, and Lebanon has a very special relationship with uh, France uh, and vice versa. But also the Americans were there last week, and Hochstein, the ambassador Hochstein, was there trying to work out the, the deal. I mean, who has the, the, the clout? Is it the Americans? Is it the French? It's interesting that you say, because the American and the French, don't forget, they have interest in Lebanon of the gas. Because they, after the border on the water regarding the gas was made, now if there will be a war, the interest in gas of France and, and the United States will be touched, will, be, uh, will have problems. So this is one po- mm-hmm. point that both of the countries have interest there. But I wanted also to, to, to say that in, after we have the UNIFIL, the UN um, soldiers in, in the north of Lebanon, in the south of Lebanon, and 700 from them, the biggest the biggest part uh, uh, of this soldier are sent by France. France has the biggest... Contingent. Um, and yes, exactly. So there are 700. And actually, some rumors says that President Macron is going to visit Lebanon either before Christmas or between Christmas and the end of the year, if, if, if the situation will allow him. Well, things are but getting pretty to, hot right now. You better hurry. But I have to say something very, very important. Everybody thinks that France has, uh, because her special ties with Lebanon, she has an influence. But in my view, it's only noblesse oblige, because as I explained before, Lebanon is on, on a position that there is no government really there. There is no leaders really in Lebanon. Lebanon is on, on, on the board of bankrupt. So I don't really know. I mean, I don't really see any influence on whom you influence. I mean, 
who who has the power to say to Hezbollah what to do? I mean, sometimes we hear that even Tehran doesn't really have the power to say to Nasrallah what to do, and nobody knows what exactly he wants to do. But obviously, um, and I heard Israeli leaders, and I know that the, uh, Eli Cohen, the Israeli foreign minister, and Benny Gantz and other Israeli leaders said to France that if Resolution 1701 won't be applicable and Hezbollah won't be moved from the border, Israel will have to do a war. Now, there is a group, there is a very interesting, there is a commission, Israeli-French commission, mm -hmm. uh, that is built in order to see how they can... Uh, Apply Resolution 1701. Now, an opening bracket, maybe people don't know. Resolution 1701 was made after the Lebanon, Second Lebanon War in 2006. And it was uh, made by a collaboration of the United States and France. They were uh, involved in it. And actually, this says that Hezbollah has to be far from Israeli border with five, six kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Now, but even they will... So Hezbollah will go and they will come back like they did before. Um, and also we have to remember that all the Israeli citizens which are living in Metula and near the border, they are saying they won't come home before this uh, threat will be resolved. Because otherwise we'll have the, the, the same thing that happened in October 7 in the south, we'll have it in the north. So in my view, France really, I don't see how what kind of of influence or what kind of pressure France may have over Lebanon because there is not really, there is nobody, Lebanon is not functioning basically. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really, everybody, because everybody's expecting that President Macron and France will resolve the problem of, of the north, of, of the north, uh, or, and to avoid a war between Israel and Hezbollah. The Israeli leaders, American maybe leaders, other leaders, but we have to understand Hezbollah gets this order, their order from Tehran. And even from Tehran, they don't really listen to them. So well, in my view, yes. France is trying, and there's all the time back and forth delegations and, and meetings and so on. But is, is France able to press Hezbollah to go and to, uh, to apply Resolution 1701? That's I'm the question. So. I'm, not not, so I'm, sure. I'm not so sure. Okay. I, don't know, I don't see any, press, any kind of pressure that France has it could have. I mean, they tried maybe... Pressure is Israel's threat to have a war and destroy Beirut. That's the pressure. Exactly. But that's the point because uh, Benny Gantz said, said already to Colonna last week, and I'm sure Eli Cohen told her this today, and Benny Gantz said it to the, to the citizen of, Metul, of, of the North on Friday, but actually aren't we in war already? For 70 days... Hezbollah is sending rockets. They passed a few times already the red line. There were people killed. Yesterday there was a person killed by a rocket of Hezbollah, and not for the first time. So, so in, my, in my view, Israel has to do something. Now, can we manage to front, south, and north? I would say I would prefer not to. I mean, maybe we should try to, to find, uh, the, by, by the help of France, the United States, and so on, a way to kind of put on a hold the Nord, but in my view, sooner or later will be forced to do something in the Nord.